I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about today, guys? What do you you want to... There's a lot of topics out there. And uh, I studied up in preparation for this one. Yeah, Bloom Bloom had like a list of things and then like wine to come prepared. And then the only thing that I, I mentioned in his whole list was uh, mentoring new developers since. Oh, man. Bloom is like. I've, I've the so much on this at one. that already. I mean, of course you are. You've been doing it. Fuck. I've known you for eight years, nine years. So at least <laughs> since I've known you. I've got I've got two folks right now that are going through the Google interview process. And that has been an eye-opening experience. It's been very, very cool to see it kind of from the inside. Um, yeah, with with a couple of folks that I'm mentoring. So that's been a really cool thing. And I've got some I've got some insights there on like what that interview process looks like for relatively new developers. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm actually curious about that. All right, I, I can speak specifically to uh, when Google is looking to hire front-end developers, right? Because that's generally where you know, my skill set lies um, on the intro track because there's a, a lot of different ways to get into the system. But um, I've got two interviews that they talked to me about. In fact, I actually um, grabbed, uh, I worked with them on, I'm going to get you guys a link really quick. Um, let me hit the copy link here. So you can see it over in the chat of the system if you guys want to put it up on the Uh, notes if we're cool with that but yeah basically like what one of the questions looked like that they were expected to cold code and i'm very impressed i we actually worked together uh myself and the uh, the mentee on like you know all the googleisms we'd heard horror stories about like all right can you invert a binary tree right can you uh do all of this you know very crazy uh, low-level computer sciencey kind of stuff and no, they're actually very, their questions are very appropriate for the specific roles that they're looking to hire. So the front enders in this case, um, one of the questions they had was, was effectively just like, you know, do some, you know, I don't want to speak too much like the specifics of it, but it was basically like, here's a couple of buttons, change the background color of this box based on the buttons you press. Okay. So that was nice because it really moved it into the realm of like a scoped, knowledge base that I think any brand new front ender would be expected to know. Um, it wasn't, you know, uh, really crazy, uh, frameworks. Uh, it wasn't like a lot of hardcore, like, you know, stupid abstract uh, question. Yeah. Abstract questions, you know, functional versus imperative programming, you know, stuff like that. It was very much just like, Hey, here's a little thing. Um, can you build us a little tiny widget? Um, you've got an hour and you can ask us all the questions you want and you can speak communicate about your thought process. Um, and in fact, um, I was told that the interviewer was, you know, they're allowed to give you hints. They're allowed to guide you in certain directions. They're allowed to like, you know, if you are kind of heading off into the weeds in the wrong direction, they're allowed to kind of guide you back on track. And yeah, I think that's that was a, um, a much more positive experience than I was expecting. So yeah, that, I think that was, that was kind of nice because um, I think we've all heard about you know, is you've this, got, you, yeah. So is this in front of people? So like you're just sitting in a call and then like you have an hour and this is what we want from you. Right. Set, go. That's it. They, br- they bring you into an online IDE that's like very locked down to that session and, you know, that interviewer. Um, and the interviewer is also pretty a pretty capable developer themselves. And they pick uh, a question for you and you code it in front of them. Um, it's, I, I don't know exactly what the IDE IDE interface is, um, but the little link that I put up here was effectively uh, is, is is just one that I like, which is Code Sandbox. Very very cool. Very very easy to use. Gives you the nice preview in real time. So yeah, um, nice. Now I'm going to assume that like once you get onto the internal uh, Google engineering team, you know they'll start asking you a lot more um, inverting binary tree questions or how many ping pongs can you fit into a you know a, a jet or whatever. You know we all hear those stories, but this was really, really cool, really, really positive experience. So, um, yeah, I think, I think uh, my person uh, did pretty well. 
they did not complete it, right? Like they got, you know, it, it was it was a little intense for them. It was one of their very first live coding interviews. And I don't think they made it all the way to the finish line, but they did a really good job of like laying out their thought process. Um, this example that I linked was me working through or working through the problem with them later and kind of like iterating on it and what you see right now, which is like tight little bit of code, um, you know, was big and repetitive and ugly. And then we just spent, you know, our time together kind of tuning it up and making it look elegant, making it look um, pretty clean. So that was, that was a really good experience. Um, I've helped, you know, another half a dozen people land positions in the last couple of months, kind of out there right now. And it's, it's a very, very interesting time to be a junior developer or a brand new developer, depending on what you want to, you know, call yourself. So yeah, um, it's wild out there right now, guys. <laughs> it's really good. If oh, yeah. you're, you know, I mean, if you're a new dev, it's, it's, there's a lot of opportunity right now. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I, um, I just went through a few interview processes myself and, uh, how, yeah, and how was know. it? What did you think? Well, I I got the the architect that like for the initial interview asked me like the abstract question of like how would you check two squares around each other, race set go, <laughs> and just like 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 in the language or then the way he explained it was just like forget about the DOM. It's just like how do I forget about the DOM as a web developer? That's right, right. How's your how's your high school geometry? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> just off on the wrong foot, and I mean. Yeah, it it was my fault. I wasn't prepared for that kind of question or anything. I mean, it's been eight years. I mean, God, since I had a technical interview about eight years. But uh, oh, even that, the, the the tech interview uh, going into phase two wasn't even that bad. Like it was, it was just kind of like they just want to see how your mind worked, which makes sense, and like yeah. what you came up Asking with. Asking questions. Like, I did a bunch of pseudocode and stuff, and like was able to to talk about concepts and you know talk about details and stuff. And like that was that was good enough. Whereas like this, because I didn't finish the pseudo code kind of thing, but I could like totally articulate what I was, what the solution would be. It was still like, oh no, we don't need it, you here. That's, it was like, oh, that's, that's rough. That's really rough because you know for we, initial interview it was rough. Like it, yeah. it was my first my first tech interview coming out of, and they're like math. Do remember yeah. your formulas. What's the what's the area of a triangle? You know, like, just, come on, like just for future interviewers. I, I dropped out of high school before I did geometry, so <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff I know is a weakness. Yeah, I also the don't know long division. Like, Please don't ask me that. <laughs> That's why we have. It's why we have phones and little computers in our pockets, right? I, it's right. it's really interesting with a with a lot of I, I'm I've helped a lot of folks through the interview process and I am I have heard a lot of anecdotes uh just like yours right where you know they spend a lot of time really working on being able to build products you know with value and having skill sets that allow them to get a thing launched understanding concepts and frameworks and things related to front end and they get into the interview process and the questions are none of those things Right. No, I would get it if it's like a question, you know, a brain teaser kind of a thing and you get to talk your way through it. Cool. But if it's kind of like, here is some specific math that you would need to learn at this exact oh. age or thing. grade, it's like, yeah, come on. My whole thing is like, if you're if the job description for the whole, like uh, everything that you're required to do is JavaScript, JavaScript framework, TypeScript, you know, that kind of thing. And then your initial question is just like, how do you do this abstract thing you've never done in your entire life or even thought about how to do yeah. race at go? It, it doesn't really make sense for the initial interview. I can understand like yeah. the second interview, even, or the, even the third, like when, when mm -hmm. they just want to see, you know, the parameters of your knowledge and whatever. And then yeah. see if that jives, that, that's awesome. But like the initial one is just like, don't you want to see if like I could do a ticket like is it yeah <laughs> what what this job is yeah like <laughs> exactly. how, how about you just give me a feature you guys are, want or like a bug you guys are, don't have time to fix in your code and or whatever you know and like abstract that a certain way but it, it, it's just it, it's interesting to me that it that it I don't know, that it just went that way but it yeah i mean it, it worked I'm, out I'm... for the better in my opinion good good did you have a pretty positive interview experience after that like, well, the thing was, was talking to the guy, we 
we got together or we like we got along super well in the first 45 minutes half an hour and then like just just that question and stuff he kind of like stonewalled me and was just like watching me suffer and wouldn't like yeah you're on the right track or no you're not just kind of like nope we're gonna take away all your thought process first you know with the dump yeah it's just weird i'm 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 very much like of the opinion that you know a lot of like companies are like hey go grab the grumpiest crustiest you know neckbeard architect we have in the back room well i that's the thing right like to his credit like i'm not i'm not saying he's a bad person in any way or like no 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 no, of course not but like he 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 was covering for the original interviewer uh like last night i think he he found out that day so he like didn't even know what task or anything like that and like didn't even realize who i was he just knew he had an interview at that time kind of thing so it's like he didn't know it was an initial interview at first and all of that until he started talking so like there's some you know last minute stuff that kind of gotcha but gotcha but yeah but again like my point is like so that my entire you know career was boiled down to like that last 15 minutes everything literally everything <laughs> leading up to that meant nothing and, and right. that's where it felt like a little weird right it's like oh my god i have this whole body of work i could pull from i have years yeah. of solving problems and building big things and working on teams and bringing like problem solving and it all just sort of like bottlenecks on this little tiny thing and it's just right. like oh yeah it's just okay <laughs> Like, yeah, that's, I, I guess it's my reality, and I'm like, I, I'm not, I didn't leave like a bad review or anything. It's just like, I, no thanks, I'm, I'm good. I, I have, I have seen a couple of folks go into interviews where, um, you know, the opposite has sort of happened. The interview was was easier than they expected. In, in fact, like almost, uh, almost enough that they had, they were worried, right? And they landed <laughs> the, they landed the job, and come to find out that like the job to be done was not represented in the interview process at right. all right where they they've ended up in inside of company doing a thing uh and the questions that were asked to kind of like you know help filter them or prepare them or get you know get everybody in the right context it really did look like the interviewer didn't do a great job and they got the job and so they're very happy they got the job and then the job they ended up doing was way different than they were expecting um and yeah, i've that, run into a little bit of that i've helped some people through through those things and, and coached them and helped them dig out of some holes <laughs> yeah that i mean that that's also rough right like what what if what if the job i was applying for was all of those abstract questions even though like like they define the title the same title that i have currently differently right within the company yeah it could have been one of those situations too even so like who knows what do you what do you, what are you guys seeing like do, uh, what are you seeing right now for titles that are out there like what are people looking for uh, out in the industry right now like are you seeing like we need mega architects or we just need bodies and we need like developer developer like nothing fancier than that no, like every everything is full stack now like I, I see ah. like there's just more and more of like we need full stack or like we need front end but you also need to know back end and api structures and all this other stuff which is fine but like at the same time it's like you just need like a full stack javascript developer don't like don't fool yourself i i I think that's that's something that a lot of people looking for for developers uh do is they're just like we need all of these things but we'll label it front end and it's just like okay this is helping me a lot because i struggle with i struggle with like what should i be teaching the people i'm mentoring i'm mentoring um a about 10 sometimes 12 per month right now we just meet you know every every couple of weeks and of course you know i tend to stay mostly front front end pure front end because it's easy uh it uh, rather not easy but it's like the easiest to get started to see progress to find tutorials that kind of stuff and when we start to dip our toes into like the not just front end pieces right once we start to get into like the node side and the npm side and the back end stuff is when I start to lose a lot of people. Like I, there's this pretty solid line. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering what I should be preparing them for. Like what, what materials can I send them and be like, okay, yes, you've, you've nailed JavaScript and CSS and HTML. Go get AWS certified, go run through this um, backend course somewhere. Like what's next? I mean, I, I, 
just from what I've seen in this recent like round of applications and stuff that I've I threw out in interviews is um like learning Next.js would be a good step. Yeah. Just, okay. Because just, just for the purpose of like it's more of an MVC kind of yeah. server backend. I mean, and you can treat it like multiple. I mean, you can manipulate it pretty well to do what you want it to do and, it, and stuff. It's and, got a built-in system of like yeah. you write backend functions; they become serverless functions if yep. you put them up on Vercel. So you start to like dive deeper, deeper, deeper into the stack by just yeah. adopting Next. I've well, and, and I have been I have been highly recommending like for a lot of these folks who, you know, once they're comfortable with the React, once they're comfortable with a lot of these tools, the next thing we do is say get your portfolio built in Next. Just get some experience with it, get your hands on it, show that you can build something in it. Yeah, um yeah, I don't know. I I'm I'm one of those people that I'm very fortunate to get a bunch of jobs without any portfolios or anything like that. Um, <laughs> like uh, presenting myself and my work is, is always been troublesome. But so like I, I even tried to build a portfolio in next, I think I sent you like a screenshot of it or some yeah. shit a while ago. And then I just let it die. So like, <laughs> and, and I mean, anything on my GitHub that isn't like client contribution is it's over eight years old now, seven years. Yeah. Old. It's yeah. So like, that, it's, it's interesting that like, well, you present yourself. So online. you're, 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 you're bringing up a really good point. Um, I, and, and something like I'm, I've been trying to like communicate to a lot of like these folks is a lot of the stuff you do day to day at your work, you have to be able to expect that you can never show it to somebody. If you get to that's icing on the cake. That's great. That's awesome. Um, but a lot of the stuff that we end up building as part of our day job, either we're NDA or it's not public or it's a lot of work to anonymize it in such a way that like, to then prove after a period of time that you really did something can be a big pain. Right. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to find good ways of like, is it just like, Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta code in your own time on the weekends and build stuff to prove it. Right. Is well, that like, just yeah. the answer? Well, well, so, I mean, and that's, that's kind of the, I guess, reality that I've, I've fought or protested and why I never published you know i mean i still own jzilla.com that, that i mean yeah me for one of the christmases <laughs> or something. Right. so like it, it <laughs> i still pay money annually for this thing that i'm i just don't use so like i don't know it, it, it's strange to me i i feel like to if i had to demo my skills by like some pet project that i did on my own and letting you see that and making sure it's up to date and latest technology stuff I, I, i'm sorry um my <laughs> I, I've I've also learned in my years that uh, work life balance is a thing that I need to true achieve for my now. mental sanity. Hold on, so like okay. <laughs> I, I so like if you want to know my work, like you can look at it online. Here's where it is, type of thing. But Here's like, the URL where it's live. Yep. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I said it on this podcast, I believe, where uh, my my portfolio show for my bachelor's degree was literally my laptop and a Chrome window with multiple tabs. And a, I had an extension that just like scrolled through them on a time on a timer. Like, <laughs> nice. like yeah, I mean, well, at the time I, I did the NBA team sites and Twitter, like year in review, 2014. And yeah, like these, these big names and stuff. I was like, awesome. Here you go. And then, but, but what came, what came from that was like, everybody's just like, yeah, whatever you, you didn't do that shit. So it's just like, how do you prove it from there? Other than showing you a bunch of proprietary stuff that I'm not supposed to show. Yeah, that's you. right. Yeah. I'm what I'm going to show so, you the source code. You yeah. Know, like I'm going to show you the get blames. Like, fuck you. <laughs> what is, what is really interesting with a lot of these new folks that are coming into it? Like the best I can do with a lot of them is while they're learning, right. While they're on their time, you know, either they have a day job and they're learning, after hours or they're full-time doing this is ensuring that like, as they learn concepts, they're tightly pushing repositories for just that concept. So that way they're getting like the best of both worlds, right? They're learning the thing, but then they also have like proof of experience, right? Um, yes. Yeah. GitHub activity matters. It does like whether we like it or not, people does, pull yeah. up GitHub, you know, Portfolios and they, they matter. scroll portfolios matter I, I can, so i can guarantee i didn't i didn't get a response at all specifically because i didn't link them to a website of mine i mean that yeah. in, in certain certain instances i can i can guarantee it and yeah. even some of the jobs for some of the bigger companies like apple and, and microsoft they they require it it's it's one of the required fields 
a, the portfolio URL? A, a portfolio URL, yeah. Hot damn. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's been this what we've been able to do and focus what we've been able to focus the mentorship time on is about making sure we don't waste any time while we're learning, not producing something, right? that they can show off. So we're making sure we are building the portfolio sites. We're building the repositories that show competence in certain areas. So that way, you know, the, you know, the, and I are quoting here, the worst thing you can do as a new learner is like learning completely in a cave and hiding it from everybody. Right. Yeah. Doing what then I nobody knows. You can't do like dying breed, Jace, right? Like, Dude, like I, it, <laughs> if it wasn't for Chuck Norrisathon and you posting it to Reddit, I think I would not have any any public oh God, project that. or anything. Like it's it's probably one of the only ones. God <laughs> Everything damn, else is like amazing. a fork of something or like I contributed yep. to a Ruby module or Ruby Jam at some point in oh my, my career. But like, yeah, that is awesome. Um, you're you're kind of making me realize like I I. I really like there's so many things I want to go build right now. There's like so many things with like you mentioned next. Um, there's a lot of stuff with X state right now that I've got a lot of experience with X state. There's so many like little tiny one off Chuck. I want to, I want to build 10 Chuck Norris athons. You know what I'm saying? Right, like yeah. I want to go put them up Use there. The I want to play with that's it. That's that you it. Just keep yeah, the, the, over and over again. That's it. I want to go rebuild, you know, the to-do list app and all of the frameworks that are out there. Um, but so yeah, uh, off of that thought, like if you were a new developer and then you just did that, say you went and you went through every tutorial in all the different languages and you built your own to-do list and all of those things and you have them up on their own repos, is that is that enough to say that you've done those things? Because it, it's, I mean, you could literally go to the end of any of those tutorials and copy paste just what's there and then claim it so, as yours, right? So this comes up a lot. And one of the things we work, I work hardest with these new folks is making sure that every possible question they can be asked in an interview. And I coach them through this and we practice this. It, making sure they are aware of, that, those two words, aware of. Okay. They're not, they don't have to be experts in, they do not have to be, have built something with, they need to be aware of, they need to be conversational in 500 things. They need to be good at five. And we work very, very hard about being good at five things, but being aware of 500 things. And I think what happens is they get into these, uh, get into these calls they get a, they get a techno you know they get they get a stump the geek you know uh, interviewer right who throws a bunch of stuff at them and if they can just hold a conversation about it they get to the next stage period right they're not asked to code live on it um, they're not gonna you know gonna not gonna be quizzed on the details of it but to be able to say like I know of it I know what it's good for I know what the value is and I know the pros and the cons of it they um, they just they immediately go to the next round. Um, and I, I found that's been a really good tactic because it brings, you know, that flood of things you're expected to understand, right? We're just drowning in, in dev right now, all of the things that are out there. And if you can let a whole lot of that wash over you, just like a wave just crashing over you and just get the meaty bits, right? Why would I choose next over next, right? Uh, what are the 19 state management tools for react? They're all they're all insane. Uh, GraphQL versus REST. You're going to get asked that in a call. I guarantee it in 2021. If you just have those answers because you read the articles or you read the blog posts or you're in the right you know, Twitter feeds, you're going to be able to hold up really, really well. And it's going to show that you've got like, you know, the mentality of like, I, you know, I don't know it in detail, but I can figure it out kind of a thing, which is honestly right. what most people are just looking for. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy oh. right now. Yeah, with the interviews, I think, uh, what was I going to say? I think, I don't know, it's maybe just me. Uh, like, the initial oomph should be, here. here's this problem we've had. Here's this defect that we have in our code, something like that, and be like, fix it. Or, fix it. Or, or explain how you would fix it or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of these, just these random, like, do you know basic JavaScript? Like, e even that, like, because I would take somebody who, gets the idea of JavaScript, but not the syntax of JavaScript, but mm -hmm. can also point out 
where the bug is and how they yeah. would go about fixing it by telling me versus like, I know the exact syntax to fix that problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we've had a couple of sessions where, where we've pulled up code and we've pulled up bad code and we've kind of dug through it and said, what, what smells wrong about this code? Like you can see it. And that like most developers after a couple of months, they can get when something isn't right. You know, you can look at it and it's structured weird. There's a lot of repetition or things are messy, right? And they can kind of like describe this met these this higher level things that just feel wrong about code. And that kind of helps me figure out where they're at, you know, where they're sort like of- Like how uh, specific they can get with what's wrong with it? That's it. That's it. And if they yeah, can yeah. give me high level stuff, I can say, awesome, you're on the right track, right? You're picking up the patterns. Um, and, and then we can dive into the specifics and even better if they can point out specifics, right? Like, oh, there's a scoping problem here or this variable is duplicated or whatever, right? All right. Now we're thinking, I, I don't honestly, I don't even care if we end up like hand fixing it all. But if they can right. tell me and just start walking me through that kind of stuff, I can see that they're starting to make those leaps. They're starting to make like the mental connections well, also, and they're going to be fine. They're going to be great no matter what happens. Right. Yeah. Also, also at even at that skill level, they're still they're still contributing to a partner or a pairing program session. I mean, that's still yeah. something. And yeah, as long as Absolutely. they can, you know, retain it and and learn from it and build on it. I mean, that's that's all stepping stools to becoming a fucking developer on your own. So that's it. That's it. Um, they say critter. Schools. Are they letting you code anymore these days? Do, they do, would do, let do me... you get to look at code? Can you all hear me now? In my bed? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we can hear yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, sweet! It worked. Uh, yeah. So I, I I could if I wanted to. I just don't want to. I'm I'm enjoying the code free life. It's, I'm one of Talk the, to me about the code free life. Yeah, like I mean, I you know, it's, it's Wait, hold totally... on, hold on, hold on. Before we go to the code free life, you you also okay. hire managers or hire developers, don't you? Or you've at least yeah, you're developers? you're on the front so lines like, of this. Yeah, you're on the other side of what we've been talking about. Yeah. Do you have a question? Yeah. yeah well, I was just curious, give like, me some what, input. Well, what are you yeah, looking for? Like, what, what's your insight on that like do you like to be one of those gotcha type of people are you looking for more soft skills are you like do you understand that like syntax is very learnable it's it's more like the the process and everything around it that matters yeah Yeah, i mean so i think uh where should i start wayfair has a pretty specific interview process there's like these six these six different interviews one of them's coding one of them's architecture one of them's like you know leadership and soft skills and there's a couple other ones um, and you know, even within those, like there's like for the architecture one, there's a specific situation that you're asked to describe. Like it's, so it's, you know, it, it's not like we have a lot of freedom in terms of like coming up with how we want to interview somebody. We just sort of do whatever question we get assigned. Um, and then we all meet together and have a kind of like a, I don't know, like a sync up with all the other interviews, interviews and everybody gives like a thumbs up and thumbs down. Um, so with the coding questions, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, the specific like memorization and syntax and whatever isn't important. It's not even that important if you actually get to the the um, conclusion. Like they would much prefer you not find the right answer, but or not not have a working solution, but show that you're, you know, like writing tests and you're and you're you know how to debug and you're good at asking the right questions and that type of stuff. Um, as opposed to somebody who just like stumbles into a working solution and, and writes yeah. simple code and doesn't really understand what they're doing. That's actually right, like really right. specifically laid out in the, in the training. Okay. That's, 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 yeah, that's really interesting. Like that, that is something that I try really hard with the mentees is trying to make sure that, you know, we're not just trying things until something magically works, right? Not just like trying a bunch of different iterations of, of attempts until like something actually like sticks, like trying to be a little more mindful being able to explain why, or even I want this, I want my function to do X, but I have a bug. You've now communicated to the interviewer. Okay. Thank you. I, I, that, that's exactly right. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, you have a semicolon missing here, right? Oh, okay. All right. Right. Like, like the, the bigger, the bigger thought process going into like solving this is definitely something we look for. And, you know, over at Knapsack, like we're looking for folks, you know, we interview people all the time. Um, it's been really interesting, uh, with such a tiny, tiny team, you know, we've all, we've been having to look for like the full stack engineer, right. And that has been very challenging, very, very challenging because it seems weird too. 
like I get that it's a budgeting thing as well to get like one person that can do everything, but like do to everything. find that one everything. person is yeah is rough. Like and it's and rough. I can, I can understand hiring some. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But like I can understand no, no, hiring, go ahead. Like for full stack, but like if you're like full stack with a focus on like front end, but is willing to learn the other things, that I think oh, that's yeah. more more achievable. But I mean, I, I think it's just the nature of so many tools that are out there, right? We've seen massive growth in, you know, the serverless and the the cloud space. And to leverage all of that stuff, you need a front end, right? Like, yes, yes, you've built this amazing services back end. Yes, you've built some really cool stuff. Well, we have to go see it now. We have to interact with it now. And, you know, the, the, the cloud engineer, uh, role it's out there people are hiring for it it's even harder to find than the full stack uh person i in my personal opinion right like good luck finding yourself a cloud engineer that's just hanging out looking for a job right now (laughs) (laughs) right yeah somebody who's not already like working somewhere and moonlighting i think it depends i think it depends a lot on company size though i've been pretty surprised at how much people can uh can specialize at my current company like we you know we actually have a separate interview process for front-end engineers versus back-end engineers which like completely it's not like the same process but you can use the language it's like totally different questions that have nothing to do with each other um and you know you get hired as a front-end engineer or as a back-end engineer or you know even managers like a lot of managers are hired into like a front-end focused team because they have front-end expertise or something. So, you know, I think I think bigger companies have space for that if that's something. And I think that a lot of people just really don't want to specialize. And that's, you know, that's appealing to them is to kind of have their hands in everything. In everything. Yeah. Well, Go build something I mean, uh, front to back. That's that's the whole point of the Internet, though, right? Is it iterates so much and shit changes and the next new framework is right around the corner and all, all that shit. So, like, why? I, I never I never wanted to be a React Specialized. expert, a, a yeah. like an Angular JS expert. You know, I, I want to know a lot about it so I can complete, you know, the builds or the project or the task and all of that. Sure. I mean, but it's like, it, it's the same thing as like how I, how I took college where like I'd take calculus and shit. It's like, I don't, I don't want to be a calculus expert, but I know I need to pass <laughs> this to get to my end goal. So, I mean, it, it's, the good I don't stuff. retain any of that shit unless like, uh, randomly when i'm drunk or something but <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it's a it's it's, it's, it's a end. really yeah it is a means to an end um it's you know i think like the days of you know the single C, you know sdk cms framework whatever that's gonna take you all the way to the end like like you know we talked about drupal last time right we talk about drupal every time we get together wordpress <laughs> even right the idea of like here's this one thing and it's our back end it's also our middle layer it's also our front end cool we just need drupal we just need wordpress people um i i think that's it's it's declining um because i i don't think those tools necessarily can serve the needs uh especially for like you know net new applications that are being built right now because you go to build something and you need to scale horizontally very well you cannot reach for something like drupal wordpress you have to you know stand up some infrastructure and you know build some services get some aws servers going that's it to to scale like a lot of those things and honestly like what a lot of us came up in was how do you make these systems scale and the answer is like lots of money Right, because it's insanely expensive, um, and a lot of startups just—that's it. Yeah, like you find it's, find uh, those crazy interns that that will give up their Thanksgiving weekend to build you a vertical so that your company <laughs> stays afloat. Mm-hmm. Sounds like somebody's got some experience with that. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the state of like mentorship right now. Is a whole lot of like, hey, uh, learn JavaScript. Uh, I'll just like there is an answer for the record. When I, I get asked this, especially since the pandemic yeah, started, a lot of people found, I said they they I've had people come to me and they're like, what should I learn? And there is there is an answer. JavaScript. Learn JavaScript. Just start there. Just learn it. Learn it front to back. And it will lead you. You will you will not necessarily get a job doing JavaScript, but if you learn it today, you have options, right? You Wait, have on, doors that open. Learn JavaScript and get 
<laughs> you yes. also need and the then, versioning manager. Yes, absolutely. Right. And then obviously like your dev tools, but like yeah. it is the answer because um, I, I, I got a lot of folks brand new coming into this. They're like, should I learn Solidity and Ethereum smart contracts? No, don't waste your, t- you're, you're digging a hole and you're throwing your time into it. Or they're like, I want to learn Rust. It's like, have you ever touched Good programming? Lord. And no, but I'm going to start with Rust. It's like, listen, Rust is amazing. Go learn fucking JavaScript, right? It's going to, it's going to open your doors. You're going to learn a bunch of stuff. Everything's written in it. You can go front, you can go back. You have options right now. I think, and, yeah, and you know, you're never going to be jobless either. Like you'll always, no, no matter what happens, right. you will be able to find a job if you know how to That's write JavaScript. That's a hundred percent, right? hundred percent. Yeah, I guess I guess JavaScript now is like what Python was when when I came into the programming game because like I, I learned on Python and that's like kind of what they just taught at the shitty school I went to. But uh, like <laughs> a, a, a lot of people, when you talk to them, they, they've at least touched Python at yeah. one time early on in their careers just because it's you, you can do all kinds of weird shit with it. That's it's it. Awesome. That's it. And it's, 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 it is nice to know there is an answer to this, right? 10 years ago, you could fight, you know, I think 10 years ago, I was recommending PHP because yeah, yeah, like, everything's built in fucking PHP. PHP for Drupal, you can go to WordPress. It was, uh, <laughs> it was something about like, uh, something about being a PHP developer and then the answer. Yeah. Like, what what do you, have a job. what do you call a, yeah. What, what do you call a, uh, uh, an expert level PHP developer employed or something. Employed, Cause that was yeah, back when it, yeah. yeah, that was the last recession when I made that joke, when it wasn't like quite yeah. the situation we're in now. Right. I, yeah. And, and I, I remember the arguments you'd have with your friends in class that you brought to like, as guest speakers <laughs> fighting between like Ruby <laughs> and PHP yeah. and JavaScript. Yeah. Yeah. I remember all that stuff. That was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right now with a lot of these new learners, these new folks that are coming into the game, it's about getting them the most bang for every minute they spend doing this, right? Um, and you know, I get in fights on Twitter with the Ruby acolytes, right? They're of like, course. oh, teach them Ruby. And it's like, great. How are they gonna make the button show on click, right? Like, you gotta learn fucking JavaScript. So it's yeah, Ruby they're, and, they're right? A it's Ruby and. Fucking web scrapers. They're, they're fucking yeah, exactly. learning how to build websites. That's it, that's it. Learn JavaScript, you'll be in a good spot. Um, which like leads to all of the world of the amazing things that are out there. Like, you know, there's- I, I well, think like some the Legos on... and shit like that too. Don't, the, don't they have like kits and whatever and you can code you... in JavaScript for that stuff? That's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. For the, I think the Mindstorm stuff that's out there right now to, to interface with it, it's JavaScript. The Raspberry Pis have a JavaScript runtime. You can just write stuff in Node yeah. and do all the stuff you'd ever need with, with the Raspberry Pis. So it's- as close as we, I think we've had in 20 years to the right answer. Don't, if, yeah, you, if anyone's listening fat, to this, the fat, yeah, right, the fat. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this, right. And you've got a friend and they're like, I want to learn to code. And you see them picking up like a C plus plus book. If they're like, I want to learn this academically purely for fun. Great. Let him, let him go crazy. If they are like, I need a drastic change in my career and lifestyle please direct them toward JavaScript and please direct them toward all of the amazing tools and resources that are out there. Um, You guys know, I threw together this, this uh, notion doc uh, zero to dev right uh, a year ago. I put a bunch of here, actually going to, I'm going to throw this into the, into the chat so you guys can put it up, but it's basically like a, how do we, how could somebody just self guide themselves through, I don't know, the materials that don't suck out there. Uh, let me pull this up really quick. Uh, I'll get it in the link. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. Da, da, da. Here we go. It's going into the chat. Share this with folks. Remember? Okay. Remember, like several years ago, the way that you used to like help and motivate new developers was like, spend your weekend on this, or like spend your night on this, like. It, Give up your social life a little bit for this. Like make <laughs> it a priority. At the beginning. Right. At yeah, the beginning. Yeah. When okay. So when we first learned, right, we have did we go over the superpower of being bad the last time we talked? Did I get into this the last time? I don't think How, so. Like, I don't think so. Are, are you talking about being like just shitty failing? at coding? Yeah. Well, failing. Being being terrible at coding early on is actually one of the most powerful things. It's a temporary superpower that everybody has. And that's when you don't know you're bad and you're learning a bunch of this stuff. And there is actually kind of a high of creating and coding and watching things get built and seeing the pixels appear on the screen that there's this like two or three month phase at the beginning 
when we are the most powerful, we're ever going to be the rest of our lives because we don't know yet what like write code looks like. We're just cranking code out and it works. And it's that window when I want to catch the most people. And it's when I want to shovel a lot of like the potential at them and the examples and and the, you know, the the cool things they can do because people in that learning stage are more likely to just absorb it, right? And and go do it poorly. And the most important advice I give is like, write a lot of shitty code. And because you're going to reach a stage where you start to fear shitty code and the fear ends up blocking you from, from actually moving forward. And I see a lot of people get to mediocre and they freeze and they never get out of it. Okay. And they either fall off or they give up or they do something else because they just get good enough to know what good looks like. And it prevents them from ever like taking it to the next level. I mean, I, I got caught up in, in that little era as well too. I mean, I plateaued for sure. Part oh, yeah. of like the, the end of history illusion stuff that I've, I've spoken on in the past. What is this? It's uh where where you like had you think to yourself that you you've like come so far in your life and you've invested so much time to get to where you are that like this is just it that's you can't progress so we made further. it you can't yeah, Whereas, right? yeah. yeah. I'm gonna live <laughs> here I'm gonna stay on this rung the whole time no more climbing for yep. me you know that that yep. kind of mentality um but yeah it's it's a psychological barrier that that you just get past absolutely. But, um, but, but yeah, I mean, like uh, the fucking, I, I brought it up earlier, the Chuck Norrisathon thing is, is that it's it's when I was in that, I, I mean, I was working for the startup and they were just like, you're the web guy, we need a thing. And I was like, <laughs> how do I do it? And they're like, the internet will tell you. And I was like, uh, all right. So then like, I mean. You know, me. your technical manager, Google. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Stack Overflow, graduate, uh, graduating class 2000, what, 11 here? But uh, no. 11, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 but I mean, you know this, we, we would hang out, like I'd purposely come to class sooner, like before class would start and then we'd hang out and talk about work stuff and, and all of that. And then uh, like, even after class was a huge thing and like Jake Love and Peter Schulke yep. and, you know, Courtney, other people who, who we've worked with a, a lot yep. you know, were also those All kids. came up, all came up as the yeah. same crew. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and like. I mean, Angular wasn't even at 1.0 yet. Uh, Socket.io. Mm-hmm. Like it was at a zero point one at the time, <laughs> yes. and Node.js was was like the new fad that everybody's like, "This yeah. is not going to last." There wasn't Nobody a full release yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then I was just like, "I'm going to take all of those things and build this class final project for some reason." Now, I want to. I want. I want everyone's like like who's listening to like go back to that time because there was there was so much freedom in the fact that the tools were all half-baked. Okay, they were all buggy as hell. They were all Fuck, not great. Yes. They were and they didn't work together crazy. very well either. And they didn't work together. And what was amazing was there was no expectation that there was an exact right way, right? There wasn't linters. There wasn't, you know, a coding I think style Express guide. was the only Node package API, like, package framework out there at the time. Absolutely. And we're using and Jade templates. Yes. God, it takes me back. And the power came from, right? Everything is shitty. So you could build anything, right? Nothing slowed you down, right? You weren't. The fact that you know, it worked you, and you could demo it, people were floored. I mean, it. That's it. Like, I mean, I, I've never been, I've never had MBS people of me in class before that project. Like, I purposely, <laughs> they purposely said I, I would go last. Because I did something different as well. It was, it was for a jQuery class, by the way. That's right. <laughs> not, yeah. not Angular, not Node, not Socket, <laughs> none of that. So like it, it was, yeah. I even paid for like hosting and stuff so that it would work for the demo and it's shit. Amazing. Like it, it was, it was, it was a fun time. But I mean, I I haven't even been motivated to build something cool like that in so since then. This is something I'm struggling with, and like, and you know, Critter, I know you ain't coding anymore, right? I know you're just like, ah, eh, I'm over it now. Okay, too cool for school. I get it, but like, I'm I'm looking for like, I am also looking for like that, like I want that side project that like drives me, you know, um, you know, more than just tinkering. Like, what's this? What's what's my Chuck Norrisathon, right? Like, what's my thing that's gonna like that I'm gonna go work on for fun, you know, after I put the kids to bed or whatever. So. I'm, I'm been tinkering with some stuff. What? What do you? What do you got? No, I mean, me and Jake. I mean, we we've we have a lot of 
notes and like we just gotta take it out some stuff but like that uh the, the fitness journal app thing that we're gonna do Ooh, i like, like that what's your back I end mean, uh we, we haven't decided just yet but uh we, we're gonna try and use react js and capacitor js for some of the okay mobile stuff that way the react would be pretty pretty straightforward easier or lower barrier to, lower tell me barrier tell me about barrier. capacitor uh it it's supposed it's like the what was the phone gap? It's a new phone gap. Oh, okay. it's, it's another package that you can throw into a React um, or or other. You can throw in a Vue project and all the other stuff like our already built project. And then you just kind of like weave it in. And then it gives you some of the mobile controls or like the native mobile controls and stuff. It opens up. That is API. amazing. Yeah. Okay. Is it is it another web view wrapper or is, does it get it down? Uh, to yeah. Native? Yeah. It's, I think it's web view wrapper. Um, okay. We, I mean, I can look. Nothing wrong with that. Well. It's good. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I, mean, I figure also if you build if you like if you build something in JSX, it, it's transferable to so many other things. Like yes. you could turn it into web components from there if you really wanted yep. to, right? Like you, absolutely. So like once you have that kind of shit built, like the framework just doesn't really matter. It's just more tedious than anything to move it. Absolutely. Over. If I mean, I know this is old, but like I've been very jazzed again about neo4j uh which is the graph oh. database right it's just you know little little nodes and connectors i y'all and, and critter i know you got a ton of experience with it um but like i keep running into so many problems out there that could just be solved with graph databases like yeah it's just i don't know it just feels so much more like how we think as human beings and how we'd like to store and retrieve information and the way we can like pull we can pull like uh knowledge and wisdom out of a, a graph of, of connections so yeah the the whole like neo4j thing is i'm still just like very stoked about it i actually got got my database going i've been modeling a bunch of stuff in it um yeah and then all like the graphql plugins to uh to neo4j just make it so easy to go get your things and then pull them into your code and then show it in real time so the free tier is awesome i can't believe that neo4j and graph databases in general aren't more popular than they are like it's it's there are so many cases that i've run in ever since i was like exposed to that way of thinking i'll look at a you know mysql or postgres database and it's just like this is so much more complex than it would be if it, it was a graph be. exactly um, it's so it's too it's slow it's strict it's overhead it's uh, i gotta make columns like the fact that you can just throw connections in here's a thing it's got some fields it connects to this other thing over here there's some fields on the connection we can model any, we can model everything, like all, mm -hmm. everything we need to store. So yeah, that's been, that's been like a, that's been a place that I really want to play in a lot more. Now over at Knapsack, we don't, we don't use graph databases for the backend at all. We do use Hasura and I, I'm going to like, I'm going to just promote some awesome technologies out here for anybody that's listening to this that wants to hear what's hot and cool. Um, we use Hasura on top of Postgres and you know, I, there's a couple of technologies in the last couple of years, okay, that I've used and I've been like, I am permanently changed. <laughs> One was TypeScript, right? The first time I really used right. TypeScript and it well, stopped. It was Flow, wasn't it? It wasn't was Flow, flow initially. That you first? Yeah. It was Flow. And I was like, this is, this is, once it stops screaming at me and making me cry and I get it, right? Once you go, once you go types, you cannot go back to not types. So the first one was TypeScript and the second one was Hasura because I have, never had such a positive experience of like, I need a backend, press a button, here's your GraphQL API and all your endpoints and all your static types generated and all your JavaScript made for you. And it's just like, oh my God, it is so nice. And there's free tier levels for Hasura. So I'm gonna, gonna throw that out there and promote Hasura pretty heavily because they are they do a damn good job um, for anybody that wants to get into GraphQL. And you should, because it's the future. Um, yeah. Um, what have you guys, what have you guys been messing with in the world of like design systems lately? Like, have you guys had to interact with these, you know, critter, are you having to like apply consistent systems across everything you're doing? Jace, are you fighting with this kind of stuff? Do you have one? What are you guys doing with design systems these days? So my answer is going to be boring, which is that I don't, I don't touch it at all, which, which is because at Wayfair, there's a dedicated team specifically for it. Like there's like a 10 person team that just builds out the design system. And, you are um, so far ahead of the game. Are you serious? You guys have a you have a, like a team dedicated to it. 
Oh yeah, and it's legit too. Uh, there's there's a there's a version of it for web, you know, just like which is used all over Wayfair.com storefront, and then there's a version of it for like internal stuff, internal apps, because there's like hundreds of little internal apps that, and then there's also a version of it for app for mobile apps. Um, so yeah, it's a big deal. That is incredible. But I don't touch it at all. I uh, I might try to drag uh, if you want to hook us up. I might try to drag one of your one of your design system folks onto our design system podcast over at Navsack because we've been interviewing like a lot of uh, just folks from different organizations, just how they use it. You know, what's the benefits? What are the challenges? You know, what sucks about it? What's good about it? All that kind of stuff. That would be awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. man! Slide into my DMs. We can hook that up. Yeah, <laughs> slide in your DMs, You're Jason. You get into like. <laughs> oh, that's right uh jace are you getting to like apply design system stuff do you have one what's what's the future hold for you i mean basically has their design system outline um that i've been that's right. using uh it's it's the version i'm using still uses the uh stencil js where stencil the, okay yeah the newer versions they've moved to lit too to lit um, cool cool that's awesome yeah, that I, is web components man love them I, yeah i think um I think the issues I have with design systems currently are I don't like the CMS that they're, they're <laughs> being attached to. No, I, I, I mean for for anybody listening, um, Bloom did not preach to me to learn JavaScript when I first met him. He first preached to me to learn Drupal, and I was like, "Fuck that noise!" Because I was like, "We need to get you a job." <laughs> and then and then he got me hired at Phase Two, and I was like, "I will learn Drupal." So yeah. Um, I've never liked Drupal. I, I still don't like Drupal, uh, but it's, I understand. I understand. I mean, why, it's the worst CMS out there, except for all the others, right? It's the right, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it has its issues, right? It's not it's not a terrible thing for what it needs to do. I just hate working with it and like trying to remember all the isms that it has. Ism, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's just that that's so weird for me. But um, yeah, as far as as far as design system, like, I mean. I really like the idea of web components. I, I enjoy that the Shadow DOM is there. I, I believe you shouldn't always use the Shadow DOM. <laughs> I think you right. should. I think you should start with like everything out like in, in the light DOM, I guess would be oh, the opposite. Open. Of it. Yeah. Open yeah. flag and stencil. Okay. Yeah. And, and just use a hard, just use a hard reset for all the CSS and start from there. And then if you need to get <laughs> more specific later or you need to encapsulate your, your web component. You're, you're getting into like this. You're getting into this huge cognitive dissonance battle that I've been having with myself. Like, you know how much I love Tailwind, right? Which is right. just global fucking styles. It's just boom, one pile of styles, and then you delete the styles that never get used. It's yeah. gloriously simple and straightforward and very well done and really well supported. And you never have to rely on your team to ever write custom styles because I'm convinced I hate that writing custom CSS is the biggest exposure and risk that a lot of of web teams deal with. If you're writing, hear, hear me out here, okay? If anybody listen to this, stop writing CSS. Do yourself a favor. You. I'm, not, I'm gonna I'm gonna come down. I'm gonna come down on on the side of like if the best CSS you ever write is the CSS you do not write, and that is why I love Tailwind because it's it's written once and it's simply applied. Um, here, okay, here's here's a counter argument that I have because. Okay. I am a fan of writing CSS. I understand that like I can't get a job only to write CSS. I <laughs> right. Like I, I'm not, I'm not delusional in that sense, but um, it, especially in, in how design systems are, are used. I, especially custom design systems. I, I would, I would vouch for writing custom CSS for your components like the way that you want them, the very specific things that you need, because there are even, even now in, in my current work, I, there's like, I do the, the Tailwind stuff, but then there's like little tweaks that I need to, you know, yeah, write yeah. the heart. So like, <laughs> I would rather, and, and I'm quicker, I, I'm just quicker with writing CSS because that's, I, I mean, I've done it for so many years and it's like really yep. basic. I can look at a design and go, Oh, that's this, that's this, that's this. But, um, yeah, and then for the integration part, when you when you try to use those components in whatever CMS backend, when you try the integration part of that, that's when like Tailwind and like these these global things that everybody has to share, so that you get the right spacings everywhere that right. are shared. So like I, I feel like Tailwind has its place, but I, I still yeah. feel that like custom SAS, CSS whatever. Like, so 
in the component itself. And that's my struggle. That's my struggle is if we are going to use web components and we are going to have scoped concepts like styles and shadow DOM, Tailwind and that world do not play together no, well. Not at all. Right? And that's why like both sides of me are at are 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 at odds with each other because Tailwind is so simple and elegant and web components are so powerful and important for the future and especially for design systems. I mean, heck, in Knapsack, we support web components as a first class, what we call renderer. So everything you build your design system in displays perfectly in Knapsack. If you just use any of the the uh, you know web component libraries out there, like Lit or Stencil, so it's it's hard, and I don't have an answer, right? Because they're not really super compatible these days. There's some weird shims that aren't super great, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, but oh, so I mean to kind of go back to that point when when I feel like when you're writing you know raw JavaScript or ES6 for these components on the same level, you should be writing raw CSS. It, it okay. Just what I'm saying. Like if you're going down to that level and encapsulating it and making it the most like rudimentary thing, I, I think you should on both sides. And then anything on top of that to integrate it. I mean, add your, you know, your global spacings and your global font yeah. sizes and all that stuff. Expose like, that in as a prop or something. Very cool. Um, yeah, I know we're kind of out of time here and like, you know, there's many, 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 many technologies we can go over. Yeah. I'm going to mention one last one at the end that folks should absolutely get their hands on, get their head around, and that is Xstate. Um, I have uh, been using Xstate exclusively to manage state in an application for the last six months, and I'll never use Redux ever again. Uh, I'll never use not state management ever again because once you experience state machines and the safety, right? They're very, uh, they allow you to do things with a lot of confidence. Oh man, it is. Does it have hooks? Uh, yes, in fact, all nice. state machines that you generate, uh, it's easy to expose a use machine hook and then React is just happy to change when, when your machine changes. So check that, it out. That's one thing I can't go back is, is not using hooks. I was just like, oh, it's so nice. Sucks. Yeah, it's hooks are so, so good. So good. so good. So yeah. So X state, uh, throwing that out there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know we're, we're over time here. So like, I mean, critter yeah. has to go, but me and you, we could stay all night. <laughs> we can shoot the shit all day. It's Friday. <laughs> I'm uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having okay. me on. Uh, you know, check us out over at, uh, knapsack.cloud. You know, we're, we're expanding. We're adding a lot of really cool features. If you need you know, to manage a design system and share design system with a team, uh, come check us out. I think you'll really, really like our UI and the tools that we provide. So thanks for having me on, guys. I'm so I'm so pumped. I think that's the first legit plug we've ever had on the podcast. Yeah, yeah! I'm plugging my pluggables. Yeah, <laughs> we, we never, like, we didn't have to force it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turned into I a design know. system conversation. And then, by the way, I work at a design system company. There you go. Hey, design systems are very important and every company should uh, <laughs> use design systems. Oh, by the way, I happen to work in the design systems uh, industry. Love it. Um, but all those technologies that I mentioned, they're actually what build, what Knapsack's built on. So XState for safety, TypeScript for actual typing, Hasura for backends, GraphQL for middle layers. So it's been a really, really awesome journey about all of that technology. And it leads to like a product that is very fast, super stable, really super scalable. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a really, really fun experience to dive into a lot of this new tech. So yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, of course. It's Anytime, Blue. Have you on? I and, am. and having you on made Critter shut up for like forty <laughs> minutes of this thing. It was amazing. <laughs> Wait, do you do you talk more usually, Critter? He's usually the one like that the guest is talking to, and then I jump in once in a while, but. <laughs> That's what the other way, and I love it. So was it much. was a nice flip? <laughs> That's you know, good. Yeah, I need to enjoy it while Critter, it lasted, Jason. This is the one time Critter, you're going to be the guest whenever we invite you, and then me and Bloom are just going to take this this time. Oh, guest forever. We should oh, interview Critter now. What? Who are you saying? What? what you say, I said it's y'all should be working, but Bloom said y'all should interview me. Yeah, Jace, you and I should interview Critter and ask him questions. Well, so if. Bloom, if you and I are going to host a podcast, we're not going to invite losers like Critter. <laughs> we're going to interview people worthwhile. I love, I love that you called Jace a stupid baby on the uh, last description of this podcast. It literally <laughs> made me laugh out loud, and I had to go read it 
to my wife. Uh, she thought it was very. It's just, I was like a stupid baby, man. <laughs> such a stupid baby about it. Uh, I can't remember uh, what I was talking about, but yeah, definitely. Is your productivity baby. tools that you're talking about I'm just like boring? Uh, yeah, boring. you kept whining about oh, I was boring, you stupid baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right, hey, it's weekend. Uh, hit me up. Hit me up another couple of months, and let's talk about you know all of the JavaScript world that'll be changed, and all the things we just recommended will now be obsolete. And we can talk about new stuff, and it just cycle continues forever and ever and ever. Yeah, a few um, months from now, you'll come back on and start preaching Ruby. And be like, be like yes, Ruby's the future. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Have a good weekend, all right. y'all. Peace. Have a good one.